Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 459. You're probably listening to this over the Christmas New Year break. Um, first of all, I'd like to wish you Christmas and a happy new year. It's just going to be me and my great co-host, Adrian, and we've got a great starting subject <clears throat> for the first part of the show. Basically, we'll be start discussing um, why you maybe should look at um, your competitors and getting your site up and up and running quickly. If you're a course producer, a startup business, or any other type of business, and then we'll be doing a general review of some of the great guests and themes that we've covered in 2019. And I've got my great co-host, got Adrian. Adrian, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Hi, everyone. My name is Adrian. I'm the CEO and founder of Groundhog, and I'm super excited because you know, 2019's been a pretty like long year. It's been one with lots of ups and downs and just a serious number of changes in terms of like best practices, user experience, customer journey, marketing in, uh, in essentially the industry and lots of changes. And I'm excited to talk about what some of those are. Yeah. <clears throat> As you say that, um, you know, oh, first of all, I want to talk about our great sponsor and that's Kinsta Hosting. And, what do you get? What is Kinsta Hosting? Well, basically, if you're looking for premier specialized WordPress hosting for yourself or for clients, I suggest that you look at Kinsta. Um, they've been ho- we've been hosting the WP Tonic website with them for over two years. They've been sponsoring the show for almost two years. It's much appreciated. And I've got to tell you, um, if you host with Kinsta, you never go back to some of the competitors, I tell you that now, and that should tell you something. After hosting with them, I could never go back to the previous host I was with, with the WP Tonic website. I won't tell you who they were, but I wouldn't never go back with them. Um, basically, you just get used to a fantastic interface with all the bells and whistles proper staging site you can choose what version of php that 24 7 support and 24 7 support from people that really know what they're talking about and not having to um send a series of email or be have in the end to be escalated to find somebody that does know what they're talking about top tier supports first line Exactly. You get you talk to somebody that actually knows what they're talking about. They're big enough to have all the resources, still small enough to care, basically. So if that sounds interesting for yourself or for your clients, go over to Kingster, have a look at what they've got to offer. Hopefully you buy it. And also do remember, and this is important, tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic show. So, um, Adrian, um, as you was as we were doing our kind of intro, it's just been a tremendous year of change for your own company in a way. Um, before we go in, and I think it applies to the topic that we were discussing for the first part of the show, really. What are some of the major changes that you've done um, in 2019 around your own company? Oh, my God. 
Uh, I actually, I actually did a, uh, I did a kind of year in review on on my own channel for my office hours, and I was going through like I, I read out some of the interesting stats. We've written like, or we've pushed over two hundred updates to our various pieces of software. One hundred and sixty four of those completely dedicated to Groundhog. Uh, written like 200 plus support articles, 244 support requests. And like, it's just been like a super crazy year. But out of all of it, I think, I think a couple of the highlights for me that I took away. Uh, number one highlight is that if you're currently like stuck, right? In, in a place right now, you've, your business is plateauing or you're having trouble getting off the ground in the first place. Uh, there are kind of two ways to go about getting past that roadblock. Number one way, which is generally the world's most popular way, is trial and error. Trial and error will work eventually. <laughs> and it can take a serious amount of time. And I love trial and error because like, at the developer of me loves to try things, fail, learn, and then and kind of do that process. But that's not a super fast process. Uh, the, and what I learned is that there are a number of people out there in the world, in some cases living next door to you, maybe they're living halfway across the country, but who are willing to connect with you and who have been in that situation before. And I went to several, I, I invested a lot in my own like self-learning and, and business management and learning how to be a good CEO and learning how to be a good product developer and all those things. And I went out and I learned from other people who've been in the same places that I've been and, and sought their advice and then implemented what they have done in the past, which leads us really, really nicely in kind of one of the first things that we're going to, uh, that we're going to talk about. Um, but that's definitely the biggest thing is if you're currently stuck, just go get help from someone who's been where you are before uh, the the amount of time and the investment that it's going to save you in the long run far outweighs uh, the uh, not paying for it in the first place. Because if you're spending months of trial and error trying to figure something out, what's your time actually worth? Is your time worth a dollar an hour? Is it worth $250 an hour? And if you multiply that time out, is it really worth it to pay you know $3,000 to fly down to the States and sit for three hours in a room with someone who knows what they're talking about? Absolutely, it's worth it. So I, I think that's one of the most important things that I learned this year is, is being willing to invest in myself and in my business in order to learn from people who know more than I do. That's fantastic. So what's our first point we're going to go through then, Adrian? Um, so the first point, uh, at least one of the big takeaways that I took away from 2019 uh, is, well, number one, that. And second of all, uh, I think it's really important that people start owning their own platform. And we talk a lot about that in the WordPress space because WordPress is literally owning owning your platform. And it's kind of a, little, a lot more and more important now more than ever, I think. Because, you know, you, 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 you log on to Facebook, or you log on to Twitter, and or you watch the news and it's like, X person has been banned from Twitter or, you know, X person said bad thing and now the whole world like is against them or they've been demonetized on YouTube and all of those things. Uh, and we see that increasingly as kind of like the world becomes, you know, more adept at acknowledging that there are certain thoughts that people don't agree with. And then essentially, if you don't go with the grain, then you are at risk at exposing yourself to demonetization, to being evicted essentially from the hosted platforms that we generally take for granted, Facebook, YouTube, etc. And that just highlights the importance that if you're kind of like operating in that space, and if you are power to you, no judgment here, but if you operate in that space, 
it's really, really important to own your platform. Uh, ways that you can do that, you know, you get you get WordPress, and we talk a lot about course creators on this podcast, and we talk about you know, there's Click Kajabi and Udemy and Coursera and all of these different platforms, and same thing goes for them. If you operate and you know you're putting your course on that, you are essentially the thing to remember is that you know if you say one wrong thing or you violate their terms of service or you know you don't want to process a refund or whatever, it is up to them how your business continues on their platform. It's not you don't have really any real control. It's like you're in an apartment building, you you're renting space, and if they sell the apartment building, you have no choice but to move elsewhere. So if you're starting or even if you've already got that. I think it's super important that you invest in the time that it takes and you invest in the responsibility of building your own castle. Because if you build a castle with WordPress, Groundhog, Lifter, LearnDash, and the various other open source and software tools that are available to you to help you put the building blocks of your castle together, you can essentially build yourself a, a, a way to weather the storm, as it were, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're, you know, you're being removed from whatever platform for whatever reason. And sometimes it's reasons as simple as someone doesn't like you, so they report you, even if you did nothing morally incorrect. Or it, it can be super simple and you know you don't even have to do anything wrong. Just be like, I don't like this person report, boom, banned. You know, and it's like that if you're in that situation, that freaking sucks. So and 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 there's like lots of anecdotal. Do you have any like anecdotal like things this happening? Well, I think I want I want to expand that point because I think it expands to uh, there's been a lot of discussion about using APIs mm-hmm. and about headless WordPress and about you know in general um, in the the world of development the, outside of WordPress in the SaaS world uh, Ruby on Rails and whatever because. Let's face it, I think WordPress isn't, um, as a development platform, isn't um, seen as the most progressive, cutting-edge um, platform. You know, a lot of developers um, outside the WordPress space really don't, still kind of a bit snotty about developing. Can't use WordPress? <laughs> no, exactly. Um but in, but what is put out is the the world of APIs, and um, I in a, another product I'm involved with, um, we integrate with a, a a small group of external APIs into WordPress. Now that sounds fantastic, doesn't it? You know, <clears throat> you share data, you share. Um, the best of breed and you import it into your own system for APIs. What they don't tell you is it can lead to what you've just outlined when it comes to building a business on somebody else's platform because you're relying on somebody else's API. You can right? get, and what <laughs> there is actually, you know, uh, I was reading on, I was scrolling through Facebook and someone on active campaign, you know, their business was down for several hours because... Uh, active campaigns API provider, which just gave up <laughs> and they weren't processing any requests. So any requests, you know, if people came in through the website in that period of time, those people are now lost and they don't, they're not, they're no longer going to be, or they won't be able to get into your CRM, into your payment provider or whatever it is that you, you relied on that information. So yeah, you really got, when you, you, you got that end, but also you got the, um, as 
as a product, as a service that's utilizing other people's APIs, they say they change, which happens. This happens regularly. all the time with Facebook. They, they change their API. Yeah. They they change yeah. their terms of conditions. They they change not only Facebook. I've heard people that are basing their business on the Google um, Google Mail or, or Google services and um, they've changed their API and you're a development partner and they change the um, the process that you have to go through to stay as a um, 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 developer with them. So you're relying on other people and their whims. Yeah, and they um, and if they don't like you as a developer, and they cut the permission to the API, you know, a major part of your business is gone. And then you got the public facing side, you know, using um, a, a service, an external service, their API, and integrating it into a key part of your yeah. website. Sounds fantastic, doesn't it? But um, and that's not talked about a lot. No, you know, in the in the world of development, really, that it it sounds fantastic, and it is, isn't it? But it also opens a whole can of worms, doesn't it? And you know, to be fair, a lot of times, if if you're doing you know good, reliable, solid business, and you know, there's 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 not really much gray area in your area of operations. A lot of things that we talk about may or may not be applicable in your lifetime. But for those of you who you know. Uh, this happens all the time, for example, with Stripe. So Stripe yesterday, we actually, Paul back there had a client and they do debt marketing service, or sorry, debt consolidation services. That's their business. And in Canada, uh, the rules kind of just came down on that, like marketing for companies that do debt consolidation, debt management, whatever, anything with the word debt in it, like the hammer just came down and they're not allowed to do as much marketing as they were before. Uh, all their Google ad campaigns were canceled and uh, terminated. Uh, Stripe will no longer allow uh, companies that do debt training, debt consolidation, debt services, no more payments through Stripe. So now they're kind of like in this thing where it's like, all right, well, now we have to, you know, we, we didn't necessarily build up any sort of protections around us in the event that this happens. So they're scrambling new payment provider, new way to do advertising and all of these different things. And that kind of just highlights the importance is if you're operating in kind of like one of those industries, it's just so important to build up your protections in your castle by, by building your own platform and not necessarily relying on the whims of other companies, of governments, of legislation. If by having your own platform, you protect yourself and you protect your business, you protect your employees, you protect your livelihood and you protect your customers. Yeah, so <clears throat> what I think we're saying, uh, listeners and viewers, is you know, re, you know, if you're if um, you're working with a developer and he says, "No, go, and we're going to use this external API from this company," really, you really need to ask. You really need to educate yourself. What is API? What what is being suggested? Who are you going to end? You're going to end up in some way. Yeah. It, as a kind of partnership with this external API. Yeah, if you become dependent on other services, that's not necessarily, you're no longer a customer. Like that is a, that is a technological partner that you now have. Yes. Uh, and I don't and think you have people... to assess like the risk factor. Yeah. Like when you, when, you, when you invest in that partnership, what is the risk factor that that person will not want to partner with you one day? Or they change. They, yeah. they go, they they get change the, they go to a different direction. Um, I've, I've had to build... 
um, a whole new code base because um, suddenly uh, a provider of API system that I was utilizing in a product decided that they were going to change direction and a lot of the API that we were using, they were going to remove or change dramatically, right? And we had to do a total rewrite uh, um, of our system because it was at the core of most of the products that we were providing. That's not great, is it? No. And, you know, sometimes it's unavoidable in situations to, like, build your own cast. Like, it's not realistic to build your own email SMTP provider. Like, that's not realistic. It's not realistic to build your own social media site anymore. Unless you have, like, bags and bags and bags of money. And it's not realistic to provide your own SMS messaging service. However, for other things, it is realistic to, to maybe invest in either open source tools or to hire someone to build it if it's not a huge expense instead of going out and, and, and investing in, in other partnerships that could be avoidable in the event that they become high risk and end up dropping you as a result. So um, I think we've got time to cover number two. That was on your list. Uh, what was number two? So number two uh, actually related a little bit to what I was talking about earlier. And it's that bespoke sites finish last uh, or bespoke businesses finish last. You, you, if you go back maybe like 10, 12 years, everybody, you know, the kind of like the big, the golden development thing to do was you'd go to an agency and they're like, all right, we're going to like custom build you a theme and we're going to custom build you whatever. And we're going to do all of this stuff. And you're going to have like this tailored user experience that's just for your business. And that's super cool and all. However, that process to build generally lasts several months to maybe several years. And in the market, the technology market especially that we have today is that so many people and so many entrepreneurs are pushing out content, are pushing out experience, are pushing out products literally every minute in order to kind of like get their niche and and, and take their part of the market. So if it's taking you a significant amount of time to build this bespoke experience and, and all of this stuff that you have no proof that may not work at all when you do launch it, you risk losing a portion of whatever profits that you may have been able to make had you been able to launch earlier. So what most businesses do now is that, and it kind of like I went out to other people and sought what they did in order to overcome certain obstacles. And this directly translates into, I also went out and found other people, you know, their page designs, their checkout designs, their uh, onboarding funnels, their onboarding campaigns, their user generation strategies. And I found out what other people were doing and I tailored it a little bit to suit my personal brand, my, my business, Groundhog. And then implemented it. But what I did not do is I did not spend six months building everything out from scratch, designing it, uh, and 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 testing it, and then optimizing it. No, I didn't. I did not do that. No, I think <laughs> I think you're making a, such a fantastic point. But um, we're going to continue the discussion. But I think we're going to have to go for our break, Adrian. And then we we'll come back and I'll, I'll remark on what you've just said. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Are you a WordPress consultant, designer, or small digital agency owner? Then you need WPTonic as your trusted white-label developer partner for your next big e-learning or WooCommerce project. WPTonic has the knowledge to help you build out custom functionality that your clients need in LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and WooCommerce. 
WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with a full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Find out how WP Tonic's white label services can help your agency today. Go to WP Tonic.com's homepage and book a free consultation with Jonathan. That's WP Tonic, just like the podcast. We're coming back. I didn't totally know what we were going to discuss. Adrian had some good topics at the beginning of the show, folks, but I, I, I thought it was an interesting discussion we had in the first half, Adrian. Yeah, we covered something absolutely. that's not talked about too much. Before we go into, I'm going to answer um, or um, have a response to what Adrian said at the end of the first half, I just want to talk about one of our other great sponsors, and that's Lifter LMS. Now, if you're um, in the world of online education, you want to build a course, you want to share your experience and knowledge and help as many people as possible, um, and you're looking for the freedom of WordPress, which can apply to what we were discussing in the first half of the show, you need a really good learning management system. And I've got good news for you. With Lyft at LMS, you've got one of the best learning management systems that can help you with your membership course in the world. And it's a great team they're personal friends of mine um and i suggest if you're a developer or, or or somebody looking to build a course yourself go over to lifter lms you can try the whole system for free um it's not crippled it has a number of add-ons and add-on packages that will make it even more powerful but you can try the whole system for free and tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic Show. Now, to respond to what you were saying, I think this also applies so much to courses, almost anything. No, there's there's literally, there's no question about that. When someone yeah, goes out and they, they, they come up with the idea for their course, they're like, okay, we're going to have... And and you, how many times have you said that they come in and they want it war and peace, right? <laughs> yeah, they they or they also get you know we do a lot of um, semi custom where we take a theme and we custom. It's it's normally in one it's one of the options we give to people at different price points, and we give them this option. We take a theme, and I've had to really. Um, really put in concrete what that really means some of my initial verbiage um over the past couple of years i've just had to go back to it and refine exactly because they want to break out and they think you're being horrible when you say no we this is the end of the semi-customization and we need to launch and they think you're just you're just nickel and diming them no it actually what i'm trying to point out to them is that um, we need to get this course up into the market and start to get some feedback because we also need to get over this idea that the site is finished. Well, the site the site is it's never, never finished. finished. <laughs> because a business a business is never finished. A business a business that stops changing and stops is a business stop, that dies. <laughs> it's dying, isn't it? It's reversing. Yeah. So your business, if it's online business, which a e-learning educational platform, with a course, is an online business, and the education never cha- uh, never stops changing either, because technology changes, demographics change, legislation changes, governments change, politics change, if, uh, and literally there are so many factors that go into creating educational videos like i feel so sorry for whoever's like currently like building a groundhog education course myself included because a year from now it's going to be different and uh exactly. and <laughs> so exactly. there's, 
there's really no point in kind of like going through this super long design build process anymore. It's really about, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to find what's a really success or what's a really good template for a course that somebody else is currently using to implement and is super successful with. Is it five minute videos? Is it 10 minute videos? Is it one hour videos? How many videos are there? I'm going to go find someone in my industry, in my niche. I'm going to go essentially copy that format if it's working well for them. And I'm going to translate my own content into that same framework. It's all about frameworks. I just want to remark on that. I totally agree with you at a certain stage. And that stage is when you're starting out. Absolutely. Because let's go back to the um, the course builder. You know, you can you can have as much experience about your particular subject that's possible. Um, you, can you can be the, any, the, the world's leading authority. Yeah. But you, and you can make, you can um, look at how other people have built their course, all the things you've just said. But you really don't know until you get that first batch of students. Yeah, you, you don't you even, really, even you don't you, know. You, you just really don't know. And I think it's probably been the same with you, with your product. You really don't, you just know. don't know. You made, <laughs> you made a series of educated guesses. Well, here, you know, you here's, made, here's an interesting anecdote from, from my point. You know, when I, when I first started this, I thought our main customer base was going to be DIYers. You know, small businesses, uh, business owners doing it themselves. And I thought that was going to be like 80 to 90% of our customer base. Did not happen. In fact, the largest portion of our customer base are agencies that use Groundhog to implement for small businesses. So they buy Groundhog and then they like use it for their clients. And and their can clients I, can I ask you a question? We, we, you know, it's been, it's been there in my background, but it's time to ask you this question, Agent. Why do the agents? Why do the agencies look at Groundhog rather than the two to four leading SaaS competitors? Why? Why? What benefit? Because it cuts implementation time in a third, right? By like two thirds, even. And time. And when you're working in an agency, time is money. You are trading. You are literally trading time for dollars. Yeah. You, you, you know, your, your, your quotes are generally based on the hourly rate. All right, it's going to take 30 hours, quotes $5,000 or whatever. And when you're doing that, you can, if you manage to decrease the amount of time it takes to go ahead and design whatever PDF Word doc that the customer gave you and translate that into something that actually works, web form, email, timer, timer, email, PDF document, you know, payment received, right? To translate that, it is significantly more time consuming to do that, especially if you're using WordPress to connect WordPress to WP Fusion, to ActiveCampaign, to Lifter LMS, to whatever, and kind of like connect all of those pieces together. It's significantly more time consuming than if you were to just install a plugin and then that's it. You know, and you just, yeah. you just design your stuff. So by cutting down that implementation time, they can now have the same quote, but spend less time on the actual implementation of CRM and marketing automation so that they can put that time towards other mission-critical elements like analytics, reporting, uh, support hours, documentation, training, whatever it is that you do. So you increase your hourly efficiency or, and your hourly rate by using Groundhog if you're an so, agency. So what you're saying is you've got an agency and they've got a client and they've given the, on the retainer for a broad number of tasks per month. And marketing automation is part of that um, suite of tasks that they're probably doing for a client. 
in as part of their retainer and by utilizing groundhog they will cut down the complexity and time necessary to achieve the um marketing elements that they've agreed with the client absolutely uh groundhog and beyond that groundhog allows you uh, we were just talking about templatization if you're an agency you want to be able to translate you know, the successful strategy that you implemented for client A and use that same exact strategy for client B and then client C and then client D. That way you can productize your service and then come up with a set price and a set time that you know you're able to actually re-implement that service every single time. Yeah. Uh, and Groundhog just allows you to do that. Export, import into different businesses. And a lot of CRMs and marketing automation tools make it difficult to, to do that. And if you can just easily kind of like pick up your strategy and just move it somewhere else, that is a super huge like win for not only the client, but for the agency as well. Because again, it's all just about cutting the time of implementation down uh, so that you can spend the most amount of time on optimization. Yeah. Um, like in my own business, what I was thinking of doing, um, because basically folks... We, we offer a, a hosted solution, but um, at the same price as, let's say, WP Engine. But then we offer a load of software um, and support that would be useful for somebody building uh, a course, basically. So yeah. you, you have all the flexibility and power of WordPress, but you don't, in, but you, we, with our help, we remove. Um, the pain factor of using WordPress. Um, but what you're thinking of doing, I was thinking of building some Pacific um, themes that were going to be aimed at people that want to build a course, basically. Mm -hmm. So um, on Learn Dash or Lifter LMS. Um, I've decided not to probably go down that path. Um, what I'm probably going to do is concentrate with um, with Adrian's product and with Alimator is build a, um, s some lead page funnels that are specifically designed for course creators and also provide all the content. So provide the email um, the emails in the funnel, provide the lead magnet, provide the, a, a library of landing pages in the interface that's specifically designed for people that a bit that want to start online course and <laughs> and yeah and combine that yeah. in um to our offering that's probably the the road I'm going down Adrian so it's it's um I think that will provide the most benefit because I've come to talking with a lot of clients they have no idea about how or it's very daunting to get yeah. a series of um, automated emails with a landing well, people, page. And people a lead don't know magnet. what they don't know, right? Like if you're, you know, when when people, the, <sighs> the, the general point where someone decides to launch a course, right, is I have this, I've accumulated X amount of experience in X industry over the last X number of years. And now I feel like I know enough about this industry in order to share that information with other people so they don't have to go through the same amount of trial and error that I previously went to. So now you are the template and you're providing the framework for people to have the same successes that you have had. However, that does not make you the world's leading authority on being able to market that course, sell that course, or even implement that course strategically. So this sounds like a wonderful solution, at least for, for people who don't know, because course creators want to 
they want to record. They and want, I think they want it's linked, course. <laughs> and it's really linked to what we were discussing in the first half and during this second half. Yeah. It's you know about getting it up and running. Get it up and the, running. Because um, one of the one of the um, I think one of the main benefits that some of the SaaS products um, have is that they do offer some um, some landing pages, some email sequencing, and also um, some lead magnets, all pre-developed. But um, that's what I'm planning to do is add that as a, a as a service. So if you go either with one of our DIY or our semi-custom, we will have this in a library and you'll be able to select packages for specific industries or specific types of clients. And I think that's going to be, that will be the biggest benefit to my client base, really. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to wrap it up now, folks. It's been, um, we're coming close to 30 minutes or slightly over. So, Adrian, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Well, if uh, you were totally freaked out by the whole owning your own platform conversation in the first half, uh, then one of the one of the ways that you can own your platform is by owning your CRM and marketing automation and not leasing space for a software as a service product. You can do that by going to groundhog.io and having a look at our open source WordPress plugin that allows you to send emails, manage contact, and create marketing automation all from your WordPress website aka also known as your castle. Uh, so again, you can go to groundhog with two gs.io to learn more about how you can do that. And I just want to say, Adrian, um, I'm really thankful that you decided to come on board as my co-host in 2019. I think um, the, the, we're getting a lot of new listeners and viewers. The show has really um, increased um, by over a third in listeners and uh, we're getting close to four to 5,000 listeners per episode now with your help, Adrian. And um, I think you've really, um, with your help, we've rejuvenated the um, this part, because I do two shows a week, folks, but with Adrian's, um, the interview part of the show and these discussions we have between ourselves, I think we've really offered a lot of value. So thank you so much for coming on board, Adrian. It's, and, uh, honestly, it's my pleasure. You know, I've, uh, I've met a significant number of, of, of incredibly intelligent and interesting people by, by coming on the show. And, you know, that's an opportunity that would have otherwise been missed uh, and you know, you know, we're on here right now, and we're talking about and educating, you know, the rest of the community on the on 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 things that we know about. But honestly, you know, coming on the show is usually a learning experience by talking to other people about yeah. the, their experiences. And honestly, if I had a if I had like a dollar for every time I heard something from someone who came on the show, and then I went back to my computer immediately after, wrote it down, and then implemented it, then. I might not be like super rich, but I'd certainly be moderately. Wealthy. I think you're so spot on because normally there's one tip, one or two tips. Sometimes there's more, but um, listening to the previous um, interviews, there's normally one thing that you can learn from the interview, and that if you just the actionable one, insight, you've just learned one thing by listening to this show, you can save you or help your business tremendously, can't it, Adrian? I, there, there's there's no question that the amount of expertise, you know, so, sometimes we have product people on, sometimes we have influence on, but there's always kind of like that that one little golden nugget. And like, well, how did you, you had X problem, how did you overcome it? And then more often than not, they're super willing to share 
that. And it's usually transferable across every business, every vertical, because all businesses go through the, the same pain points, the same struggles, you know, getting leads, converting those leads, you know, following up with those leads and et cetera, however it goes. But in 2020, we're going to have so many new guests and well, we, yeah, a whole we, other I'm, world of experience. I'm excited on. with the, um, we booked out for the next couple of months in the new year and, um, we got some already some fantastic guests lined up, yeah. Adrian. And we're going to have some fantastic fun. interviews. If that, if you have got value from the show, and I think you probably have, and I sincerely hope you have listeners and viewers in 2019, can you do us a favour? Um, can you go over to iTunes and leave us a review over the holiday period when you've got a spare moment? It really does help the show. It helps us attract new listeners and viewers and get even better guests that can share their experience with you, listeners and viewers. It'll be your good karma for the year. Exactly. <laughs> um, and we'll see, probably see you in the new year with some great guests. See you soon, folks. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week. 